Getting married is an event that holds a different meaning for everyone. For some, it's based on religious traditions, and for others, it's a validation of an earlier choice they made to live with that special someone they love. Hi, I'm Lauren, and welcome to Choosing Your Reflection, a series of discussions that reflect upon the reasons we have for choosing our wedding day outfits. Our guests are diverse, but they all share a common journey. As they share their stories, they'll help us unravel the mystique that exists around choosing that special outfit and what they learned about themselves along the way. Today, we have Crystal Wilson with us. She hails from Ontario, and I'm so excited to have you, Crystal. Could you just introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi. Thanks for having me. My name is Crystal Wilson. Like you just said, um, I am Canadian. I am a multiple entrepreneur. I'm a mom of two little girls, a wife, hence the attendance here. And yeah, I'm super excited to get to talk with you about this story today. Speaking of that story, to start off, could you maybe just tell me about how you found a dress? Yeah, I, um, I found a dress entirely by accident. I was out on a Saturday shopping downtown with my mother and I was just a little bit moderately pregnant. My um, now husband and I have been together for, I don't know, six years at, at that point, but we're not married. And so she was, you know, giving the mom nudge, maybe this should happen. And we uh, happened across a bridal shop, like a local small bridal shop that was going out of business. So that seemed like a good fun idea. So we hopped in there and I found the most beautiful dress. I'd always wanted like a dress with the big bell sleeves. It just felt so fancy and princessy. And so we went in there and I found a dress with these beautiful like mesh bell sleeves with like, like satin on the ends. And it was so pretty, but it was size, it was size like 18 or 20 or something. And I was not anywhere near a size 18 or 20. But in my mind, I thought, well, you know, if we decided that we were going to get married before the baby's born, this is good. This dress is like built in room to grow. That'll be great. But the issue was that we weren't even, we were not engaged. We had no plan to be married. So I went out of this, this shop and called Steve from the back parking lot of this shop. And more or less was like, okay, so if I bought a wedding dress, like, do you think that there's a chance I would one day get to wear it? <laughs> and he's hilarious. So his response was, I'm sure someday someone will decide to marry you. Like whatever, sure, buy a dress. <laughs> and so I, I did, I bought this way too big for me dress and then tried for months to convince him that like, we should get married before the baby comes. So, because this dress is so big, it's great. There's room for her. It didn't happen. So you didn't get married before the baby came? Not before the baby came, but I was committed to this dress because they were closing out. It was a ridiculous deal. It was like a fourteen or $1,600 dress and I got it for, I think, 300 Wow. Yeah, you can't pass that up. And so my now mother-in-law, she sews. She's not by any stretch of the imagination, a seamstress or a designer or anyone who I should have asked to do this. But I was like, hey, this is this dress I bought and it's way too big. and I'm less big than this and I need it to fit me. And so she was like totally game. She took it on. I don't even know how many hours she must've spent with this thing. And there was beading on it. 
it's all fitted in the top. It was not a simple project. And so she's consistently told me like, those were not my hands. Those were God's hands. So when all those beads back on and she was so afraid she was going to ruin it, but she did a great job. And then my big dress turned into my perfect wedding dress and away we went. What an amazing mother-in-law. You don't always hear nice stories of mothers-in-laws leading up to a wedding. So that sounds like you have a really good relationship with her. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's um, one of the biggest and most reliable support systems that we have still to this day. She's fantastic. I have to ask, is there a reason that you waited for six years to get married? That's an excellent question. Yeah, we actually, we started dating when I was 15. So there was just like a very, you can't get married when you're 15. So um, we, we had been um, engaged uh, prior to this time and then called it off because things change between when you're 15 and 19. It was a high school sweetheart thing. So that just adds a number of years to it right to begin with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I moved away for, I don't know, about a year before us kind of uh, getting back together and then going down, down this route. You must have had so many milestones with your now husband. Usually you meet those people later in your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, I, I think our relationship is hysterical because we're very, very opposite type of people, but with like, with the same set of values and we think the same things are important and we think kind of like we have the same sort of worldview, but like personality completely opposite. He's a math brain. I am not. And, and that I think has helped us. We've been like, I've learned so much from him and I don't think he'd ever admit it, but I'm certain that he's learned some things from me. Um, and I think that's helped us to create this, like, there's just this really, really strong um, foundation. Like you're saying that, you know, we've, I had my sweet 16 with him prom and I got my driver's license with him. And like every hurdle that I've gone through in my life, he has been there. I don't even have a concept of how to how to manage hard things without without him there so yeah there's a a really strong base that has kind of pushed things through sort of circling back to your dress um you did mention the bell sleeves could you tell me a little bit about why in particular bell sleeves appealed to you i don't know they say something to me about like the like sophistication and stature of a person. And I've never been, I'm not a fancy person. I don't have a fancy life or expectations about life, but these like these sleeves just make me feel royal and renaissance -y. And I think like I thought about weddings as much as I think most young girls think about weddings. Um, I didn't think I really had a vision for it, I made some assumptions that ended up coming true. Like I don't like to do things the traditional way. Hence that's my wedding dress before we're even engaged. But the strange thing about our relationship is we actually met the first time when I was 12. And I recall having like a deep knowing at that point that that is the person I was going to marry, which is ridiculous when you're 12 years old. Um, but I just knew it. And so then when we connected later on, I was like, Oh, okay. That's, that's good. I still like you. And so I think somewhere in me, there was that kind of assumption, always thinking about that, that like, that'd be the person, but yeah, the details were not there, but the idea. 
And since you sort of lean towards the less traditional vibe of weddings, did anyone see your dress beforehand? And what kind of traditions did you have for like sort of the the presentational portion of the evening? Or Yeah, yeah it was actually like really traditional <laughs> presentation part of, of the evening. So no, he didn't see it. My, my mother had seen it and um, like the girls I was getting ready with. And of course my poor mother-in-law who probably has nightmares about it to this day, <laughs> but no, he, he didn't. And it was, I think that was a fun thing to keep because like, we lived together before we got married. So there was a lot of that, like a lot of those things that, you know, we'd already done kind of the backwards way. So there were some things that we held on to. My dad walked me down the aisle. We walked out with our infant daughter. That was less traditional. And we did not. The one thing we shunned on purpose was the garter toss because I hate that. We did try to have, we tried to throw in a few um, kind of weird and quirky elements during the ceremony, but the, the pastor was a little judgy about it. So we didn't end up doing it, but we wanted to play a sharp dressed man when the men all came into the room. but. He didn't go for that, but that's okay. <laughs> it was all right. I wasn't a fan of ZZ Top. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I I wonder for you, walking down the aisle, having you know gone through this process of finding a dress before getting engaged, how did it feel finally wearing it that day after all these other things have happened in your life to finally walk down the aisle? It felt so good. And like um, all of these like strange accidents, I guess, had kind of come together and, and pushed us into this day, which was um, is not how I was expecting to feel about it. I wasn't expecting to feel anything because we already had like the life together. But yeah, it felt it felt really, really good. I felt great in the dress true to form, I forgot deodorant on that day. And I had to, on the church lawn, put my dad's deodorant on. So I was like super classy bride <laughs> from beginning to end. But uh, yeah, it, it just, it, it really felt like I was a fancy grown up lady. And I think it kind of felt like playing house a little bit prior to that, like thinking, thinking back on it. And I think there was also an added, like, um, because we had met so young and we had actually, like, we had decided very early on when we were dating that we were going to be married. Like it wasn't a question. And then until it was, and then it wasn't again. Um, but then there was so much like doubt. Um, I don't know if he perceived it, but I perceived a lot of doubt from like our family and from friends that this was a good plan that this was going to work and whatever and it was also a bit of like a, I told you this is good we know what we're doing so there's there's a little bit of that like ha to it as well <laughs> pride you you feel prideful like you did it like here's the proof mm -hmm. if anyone ever doubted here it is yeah if you had to choose a single word to describe your dress mm -hmm. what would it be i think it would be regal okay and why well it was a very um it was a really heavy fabric which to me feels very um like i don't know 
sophisticated and like high class and like reminiscent of like what you see floating around in like a a Victorian era sort of movie like that sort of thing and the bow sleeve definitely feels queen like mm-hmm. yeah and they're um it had like the the buttons in in the back which also makes me think of like like royalty and how they are often put together in things that are just ridiculous to wear every day but there they go doing it anyway <laughs> Did you know that bell sleeves, and we talked about how important the bell sleeves were to you, but they're also called butterfly sleeves uh, in in some ways, which can, uh, you've reacted to butterfly sleeves in a positive way, which I I was going to say, because it sort of signals to a transformation, but but what would, do you have something to say about butterflies? Yes, I do. I did not know that, Um, but I have you might make me have feelings. I don't love that. Um, but I have a, a connection in my family to a monarch butterfly um, because when my grandfather passed, which was before I got married, um, one of my sisters was feeling like he was coming to her um, in the form of monarchs. And I had them in my bouquet at the wedding. And so that just extra specials up. Oh, that's so lovely. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. And it's, it's interesting because you, you sort of throughout this whole episode have been talking about floating and fluttery and, and it all sort of harkens back to that butterfly image. So I think that's absolutely lovely. I'm glad that I mentioned it. Yeah. Thank you. So that day is like this sort of suspension of time where you get to have the fairy tale or, or whatever kind of story you want to create. Yeah. We now have two children. So my youngest wasn't there. We had just had the one. And so she, at one point, was really irritated that she wasn't in our wedding pictures. But my oldest, she's, she's always seen herself in, in those pictures. And she had this super cute little gold stretchy dress. But she came home from her friend's house the first time she went to like a school friend play date and was like, just disgusted that her friend's parents had not invited her friend to their wedding. <laughs> she wasn't in any of the pictures. And so that, that was, that's funny. Um, but like she, yeah, she added so much to the ceremony too, because she like dropped her Cheerios in the middle and then like screamed and tried to get out of my sister's arms to try and pick them up. So yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that she was able to be there and be part of it. I think that added so much to it. Speaking a little bit on outfits again, weddings in their insulated, isolated moment can feel like a transformation, even if you're, you know, the next day is just reality. You do have this moment of, you know, here's something new, butterfly metamorphosis effect. Mm -hmm. So do you think there is a specific kind of magic that happens when someone puts clothing specifically on? Do you feel like you or anyone else go through a transformation when that happens for such a big day like a wedding? Yeah. um, But I also think that that happens. Like, I think we can do that for ourselves any given day. So I think it's just kind of exponential on a day like, you know, like a wedding or a really Um, kind of milestone birthday or something like that. I definitely like looking, looking back at photos and things like that. I definitely felt like 
a different person in the dress. And it symbolized um, so much to me of like actually like making this commitment and being here and living this life and doing this thing. Like it was a really big deal. Like, even though it's already what we were doing, like there was something about that that came with the dress and with like seeing him in his outfit, like the same thing. Like you don't just dress up like that for me every day. Like this is a special, special fun day. So yeah, I think that there's definitely something, something about that, that we can, that we experience on those big days. But I think that we can also use kind of day in and day out if we choose to. I completely agree. And to be even, even more specific in that, I would love to know if you in like a word or a phrase could define how you think you transformed that day. I know that's a hard question. Uh, well, one word is always hard for me. Um, <laughs> how did I transform? I think that like, I really bought in, if that makes any sense at all. Like, I think that's really, it was like, okay, this is the thing and we're doing it. And now it's real. And here we go. Um, in a way that was completely like leveled up from just the day before. Oh, like full on commitment. Mm -hmm. That completely makes sense. Do you think that dressing in a very particular way, whether for a wedding or for another event, do you think that that strengthens a bond between two people when they do that? And how do you think it does that? I, I do think it does. And I think it's because kind of um, like visual perception is so important. It can change so much. And I think that especially when you're in a situation where like it's been a long-term relationship and you live together all the time, like that, um, oh, this is really different. Isn't something that happens very often. And so, um, having like that thing that we did together that made us both feel super fancy, gives us a place to like come back to in memory, but then you can also like on any other dress up occasions, like when we go to a wedding now, I always get just like you know, a little extra fluttery because like, well, he's wearing a suit. That's, that's all for good days. And, you know, I also enjoy getting dressed up for those because I'm like, see, see, remember, remember I can do this. I can, I can be a fancy, pretty lady. Um, I don't always just wear sweatpants and a mom bun. Um, and so I think like it brings back just, just a touch point of like, oh yeah, when we were, we were so young and it was so fun. And like, we said, we're doing this thing and look, here we are still doing this thing. In a way you're saying it, it marks that occasion in time, but it also harkens back to that when you see other people or you see yourselves like that again, even though it's not your wedding day, you can look back and say, remember when you wore you, you know, this and I wore that and we did that thing in front of our family. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. like, you can, it brings you back to those moments the same way, you know, smells can bring you back to yeah. a certain time and place. I, I think clothing has that sort of element as well sometimes, especially because, it, you know, our five senses uh, stimulate so many different things in our brain. So I, yeah. And yeah, I, we, I, I just last weekend had this strange experience where uh, with the clothing, because when, when we first were dating, he used to, he wore white t-shirts and jeans all the time. And I, it drove me crazy after a while, but 
it looked fine. Um, and he worked on cars. And this last weekend he was sitting in the driveway and he was working on his car and he was wearing a white t-shirt. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just remember like being absolutely head over heels infatuated with you. And it was just like a, like a total call back to that moment, just based on like the shirt he was wearing and the specific activity he was doing while in that shirt, which I thought was very amusing. <laughs> I Visual cues are so powerful. You're not thinking about how those trigger your emotions and thoughts until they do. <laughs> until you're like, oh, I'm experiencing this. Going further into the future, possibly thinking about if you and your husband were ever, or, or correct me if you have already done this, but if you haven't renewed your vows, do you think you would wear something different? I want to do that so bad. Yes. And our youngest wants us to do it so that she can be there for one. Um, <laughs> she was just petitioning for it um, recently. And so I am working on that, but yes, I think that I would wear something special and I would expect him to do the same. And I think it would be a very different, something special that I would wear because I'm an entirely different person than I was then. And we're an entirely different couple and family than we were then. I might try to do something like integrate an aspect of that dress or the hairstyle I wore or something like that. Um, but yeah, I think it would be very different. Slightly pivoting. I would love to know, you said at the top that you're, you know, entrepreneurial. So pivoting into that, could you tell us a little bit about your work and then piggybacking off of that? How do you think your wardrobe affects or doesn't affect your work every day? Oh, that's a great question. I have like, I spent a long time in like traditional, um, jobs and it, it just didn't, didn't feel awesome. Um, and once the kids came, it was like, well, we had the one, but once but there was two of them, it was like, okay, does it really make sense for me to be out of the house all the time? And like, because I have a wonderful mother-in-law and also a wonderful mother, we didn't have to pay for daycare, but just like the idea of like, do we need to give these people who've already raised their children, more children to raise? No. Um, despite the fact that they would gladly take them. Um, so I totally by accident ended up just how I do things. I ended up joining with a person that I had met, um, who actually, she had hired me for a job I was in doing youth ministry. And she was going after we'd known each other for a few years, she was going through the process of, you know, figuring out how to go out on her own in a business. And we ended up talking a lot about what should business represent in an ethical kind of triple bottom line business model. And so um, that is my, um, my first business project that I stepped, stepped into was with her. And we started a um, business to business um, services business. So uh, that's a lot of businesses all in one sentence, but it is uh, basically anything that people don't realize they were going to have to do, or they started doing and they hate um, once they've started their own company, we do that. So the marketing, the bookkeeping and finance, project management, administration, all of those, all the bits that aren't what anybody actually gets in to business to do. Mm -hmm. So that's that one. And I um, head up the marketing and the human resources and kind of the cultural piece for, for that business, which is super fun. 
and it's always different. And I get to work with really, really awesome people that are trying to make a difference, whether it's in a traditional sense or a non-traditional one. And then from there, um, once, once the pandemic started and I had my kids home from school and I was trying to work from home, I was like, wow, this is really hard. And if I'm finding it hard as someone who already worked from home, it's probably bananas crazy for people who are now trying to learn how to work from home and learn how to do it with their kids home. And maybe their spouses, they're trying to do the same thing. And so then I developed a new venture, which is um, geared to uh, working moms and moms who own their own businesses. Um, I'm working on a course right now for that same audience on kind of mindset for working moms. And like, how do we not feel like crap at the end of every day? How can we not feel like we either failed at our job or failed at parenting at the end of every day? Like we can do that, but you got to pay attention to it. So that's kind of the direction I'm going with that because everybody feels like they suck all the time, all these working moms, and they should not, they're really doing a good job, but they can't see it. So how can I help to make them see it? So those are the two that I'm, I'm working on right now. Cause why not have two businesses? In? <laughs> well, they sound like amazing businesses. So I, I mean, what a great idea for working moms. How do you think wardrobe sort of plays any role in these two businesses? Got that part. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, wardrobe has the power to um, help us be the people that we need to be. So if we start the day feeling junky and crummy and we stay in our sweats and we don't put makeup on and we just leave our hair all however it lands, there's a good chance we're going to continue feeling crummy and low energy for the rest of the day. But like if you put on an outfit that you feel really good in and you like even just brush your hair, throw on some mascara, you can feel like a whole nother person. So um, I think that the, especially with them both being kind of from home businesses, the temptation to just like stay and work in my pajamas, sit in bed, whatever, um, was very strong at the beginning of the pandemic. And I definitely struggled at the beginning, but I made a conscious decision to like, to put on an outfit that I loved and to do my makeup and to at least brush my hair every day. And it makes a huge, huge difference. And with the first business, which is called flow office wisdom, I'm often kind of dealing with, uh, with clients that are, they're older than me, they're men, they feel to me like they are more powerful and they're smarter and they're more equipped to be doing things. And so if I'm going into that sort of situation and I don't go in dressed in a way that makes me feel like I am on equal ground and I am powerful and I am smart, I am not going to feel good at the end of that meeting by no fault of that other person, but I'm not presenting myself the way that I want to with my clothing. And that, yeah, it matters a lot our listeners can't see, but I always have my blazer on my, on my chair for work, because if I'm not feeling like smart enough that day, I just throw my blazer on. Magic. It's like Superman cake. Yeah. I've enjoyed this so much. And before, you know, we go, is there a way we can find you or your businesses and how we can sort of, uh, keep in touch with Crystal Wilson? Yes. Um, so I'm always here for more friends. And I am very active on Instagram. That's the main platform to find me on. 
And so for the administrative company, um, my work over there is um, at Flow Office Wisdom. And then my, uh, the Working Moms Instagram page or profile, whatever they are, is um, at BizWomom. So B-I-Z-W-O-M-O-M. I just took businesswoman and mom and shoved them together. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Check out our website, choosingyourreflection.com, where we unravel the mystery of the perfect wedding outfit. Check back next week when another beautiful soul takes on the journey of choosing their reflection. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.